manage your time, balance your life with my co-host. Hi, I'm Wendy, and we have a special guest today. We have Andrea Walker from Lighthouse Film Company. Yeah, and Andrea, we want to hear about your business and how you got started and, and how you run a business, that sort of thing. I will do my very best. Thank you, Wendy and John, for having me. Um, yes, Brad, my husband, and myself co-own Lighthouse Films. We are a full-service production company located in Wilmington, North Carolina. And I have to say, growing up and going through college and even early in our marriage, I never in a million years thought that I would co-own a company, especially with my husband. And here we are. <laughs> how yeah, many especially years with Brad. <laughs> and how many years has it been now? You know, we get asked that question a lot, like, what was really a year? Begin, yeah. You know, and, and you were in Dallas. Uh, so that's when you really started in Dallas, wasn't it? When you count that as... Right. So technically, and it's so funny, our employees just threw us a big party because it was our work anniversary. So on the books, Lighthouse Film started in 2004. Really? But that's when we became an S-Corp. But Lighthouse Films really had been going on since the mid-90s in Dallas. Right, yeah. And for a while, it was just Brad. And our company name was B&W Productions. And you would think that would be for Brad Walker, but it was Black and White Productions. Oh, okay. And he had a huge race car trailer filled with lights. And one of his friends was suggesting, you really should consider the name Lighthouse because you have all these lights. Well, flash forward... Years later, we live on the coast, and everyone assumes that we named our company since we live on the coast of North Carolina. But really, we became Lighthouse Films in Dallas years ago. And that picture of Brad with that Klieg light, that was taken when he was traveling around the world uh, being lighting for this photographer, right? Right. Brad was very fortunate early on to have two great mentors, Randall Bird, who he ended up getting the lighting equipment from, and then several years later, Jack Collingsworth, who is one of the best travel photographers of our time. Mm -hmm, Mm -hmm. And so Jack wanted to use cinematic lighting um, to kind of go against what other still photographers were doing, and he found Brad, who knew how to gaff films and they teamed up and traveled the world together and uh, for Corpus Im- Images. And yeah, right. again, that was in the 90s. Years. That was, he was so young, too. Yeah, he was so young. young. Wow. Yeah. yeah. That, yeah. that was in our first two years of marriage. And he was gone 50% of the time. Yeah, he was teaching lighting right out of SMU. He taught lighting at Dallas School of Arts. Remember that? Yes. Yeah. Yes. But mm-hmm. let's get back to you, though. Okay. So let's back to your business. When did you start really getting involved in it? So I tell people all the time, if one person in your family owns a small business or has a family business, it immediately becomes the entire family's business. Yeah. And I I would say recently I've really arped, wrapped my arms around that um, because I, I really feel like small businesses are the backbone of America. Oh, definitely, 100%. Mm-hmm. Yep. But it took me a while to get there. Um, and I think even our conversation now kind of is a telltale 
our business is really centered around the talent of my husband. And mm -hmm. so he's one of the most talented people you will ever meet. Right. What he does is very complicated, but he makes it look really easy. Mm -hmm. Well, you know Absolutely. my definition of a genius, Andrew? A genius is somebody who can do something easily that the rest of us cannot do at, at all. all. And right. so Brad and make it is look a easy. genius yeah. in yeah. that area. I mean, he's just an unbelievable, he's just a genius. Yeah. It comes so easy, and he's so intuitive, and then you see other people try to emulate it, and they really struggle. And, and so I, I realized immediately the sort of talent that he had. And so it's interesting, as a spouse and a, a co-owner of a company, of like centering your business model around that talent. Mm -hmm. And so we, we learned quickly that really one person can't do it all. Brad yep. couldn't do it all. And and early on, I was juggling having my own career and working in the business because, again, you can't be fully removed from a small business. Mm -hmm. If someone in your family owns a business, you are a part of it no matter what. <laughs> whether you want to or not. Yeah, whether, yeah. whether you want to or not. I, yeah. I'd love to hear, like, tell, tell everyone about your early background, your early career, and, like, that transition into coming into Lighthouse Films full-time, what you brought from... I love yeah. to hear people's stories about, like, what the, they bring yeah. from their past into their present. Yeah, and so... So, I mean, we're talking from the late 90s until now, and I feel like you never fully arrive, but I feel like I am just understanding my roles. Um, so I'll, I'll tell you kind of the journey. So yeah. I went to college. My background is in sociology, and then I have a master's in um, counseling and education, and so I really set off to change the world. And I didn't know how I was going to do it. Well, you I just... are changing the world with your film and all that, Andrew. Yeah, sure you Well, are. you know, I was definitely thinking I would be um, in the nonprofit sector. I joined AmeriCorps, which is a domestic Peace Corps program out of college. I was working at food pantries and after school programs with inner city youth. And like that, that was what I wanted to do. Um, and then... When I got my master's, I focused on counseling of higher education students. And so that, um, well, I was getting my... To, you moved to Wilmington, and then you got that job with UNC Wilmington, right? Yeah, yeah. And that kind of, that propelled us to the East Coast. So Brad and I were living in Dallas. We were married. Brad's film career was really taking off. And he was just a, a one-man show, and I was um, getting my master's. But we both knew we wanted to go back to the East Coast. Mm, Brad had yeah. lived the first half of his life on the East Coast, and I had lived my entire life on the East Coast. And I was, oh my gosh, I was so relieved when I talked to Brad about we were dating, and I told him, I want to end up on the East Coast. And he's like, me too. And I was like, oh, thank, thank, <laughs> good, thank goodness. <laughs> Check that box. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, um, so yes, I was getting my master's. In higher education counseling, I got an internship at UNCW, and we both had decided that Wilmington was a place that we felt like Brad could also launch his film career. Well, Wilmington was a big film place then. Yeah, it, was it third, really was. It was the third most uh, used film place right behind New York, L.A., and then Wilmington, North Carolina. That's they a whole new it, story about how it got moved. They called it Wilmington for a while, right? Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. After Hollywood, yeah. Wilmington. Yeah. Well, you know, go ahead. Yeah, yeah, so we, and you know, so many people in Dallas 
told Brad, like, what in the world are you doing? You're, you're committing career suicide because he was doing really well. And I think it's one of those instances where we just chose family over career because we knew it's where we wanted to end up. And, um, and it, it ended up working out in our favor. Uh, let's see, we were there. We moved there in 2001. And then it wasn't until 2005 that I ended up coming over to the business full time. So did you work uh, for four years? Is, is yeah. So I worked almost five years at UNCW, and I was always balancing having my career at UNCW. I was an academic um, advisor for freshman and sophomore students, and then again, you always have your toe in the water mm-hmm. with a small business. Right. Um, and so I was balancing the two, using up all my vacation time to do our films and, and oh, everything. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> and then, No rest for you. Yeah. No, and then um, I got pregnant with our first son, Alex, and I remember it hit me. I was like, how in the world am I going <sighs> to do this? Brag travels half of the time. We have no family down here. I get home at 6.30 at night. Mm. Like, how am I going to do this? And we were never on the same schedules either. The The university schedule and his film schedule seemed to always be in, going in two different directions. And um, I told Brad, and he had been trying to get me to come over to the business full time for a very long time. <laughs> I was like, I'm going to do it. You um, win, Brad. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I, it's, hard to, it's hard to argue with Brad, yeah. Well, I would say family won. Yes. I, I was like, I need the flexibility right. if... Alex gets sick. I don't, you know, how, how am I going to do all? How am I going to mm-hmm. juggle this? And if I become my own boss with you, then we really can create our own schedules. Sure. And so, your your office was at the house at the time. We worked out of the house from um, until 2013, I think. Mm-hmm. So we loved working out of the house, and it, it was actually a great way to raise two little kids. Absolutely, yeah. just yeah. all of us were there all the time, right. getting to eat all of our meals together, um, and then we. And I remember this, Andrea, when you would have some heavy editing to do. Mm-hmm. Brad would have th- two or three guys come in and spend the night there oh, yeah. down mm-hmm. in the basement. They'd be spending the night and everybody taking turns editing and all that. So a lot of times you would have a whole group of people coming over the house uh, doing business. Yeah, all yeah. The time. and yeah. I, I actually miss those days because I would just make tons of food and then invite them up for dinner and we would just sit around the table, and, and we laughed that there was a handful of employees that helped raise our kids, and and our kids, Alex and Annie, are still super close with some of them. And um, Jesse. Jesse so and Ben. And, yeah, and, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, I, I, it was hard, but I have fond memories of that. And so we realized we can't do it alone, so we started slowly hiring more employees, and then all of a sudden we have five people coming to our house every day, and we realize we're not being good neighbors so that's when we decided to move out of the house. Mm, right. Yeah, yeah. Brad instantly loved it, and it took me about two years to get used to mm, it. To yeah. going to an office yeah. after. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Brad ended up working less um, moving out of the house. And Why it, is Im- it immediately divided work oh, and yeah. home for him. Okay. Yeah, so he could it. have a time where he shut it off and right. actually came home and left it at the office yeah and to this day he rarely opens his laptop at home it it just immediately divided work and home for him that's good well see that's the problem a lot of times when people work at home if they're workaholics they work all the time yeah Yeah. he would put the kids to bed and then he would stay up to the wee hours all Mm. the time so he wasn't getting sleep 
and then we weren't having like our married time. time. Yeah. So, um, so that really helped for me. It was really hard moving out of the home because I didn't realize how much multitasking all day long I was doing. You could throw Um, in some laundry and yeah. And meals and yeah. Yeah. And then just the commuting. Um, so now, you know, we live 30 minutes away from where we work. Mm-hmm. Um, but then I tell people all the time, that has been a huge blessing because our kids have always gone to school near where we work. So we have that 30-minute drive. And it's amazing the conversations you have in a car with your kids when they kind of get lulled by the road. And captive audience, they have to listen to you. <laughs> I remember a, a, there was a mentor mom, you know, another older mother in a different life stage when our kids were small saying that exact same thing, that capitalize on drive time because you're looking at the road, you're not looking at them in the eyes and they'll tell you things that they wouldn't tell you if you were sitting face to face on the couch. (laughs) That's right. That's so interesting. Yeah. 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 So I actually have never dreaded our commute um, to work and home because it's an amazing time to spend that time with um, with the kids. Yeah. Andrew, tell us about that uh, building that y'all bought and fixed up. That was neat. Yeah, so I would say that's around the time I started to find my purpose in Lighthouse. So that was 2017. We moved out of the house and we rented an old coffee shop. And we were there for five years. We loved it. It was great. But then they sold it and we didn't want now, to purchase that building. an old coffee shop... They think of just a coffee shop. This thing was a big, it was big, huge, yeah. it was big, big place, and it was it was a neat studio. It really made a good studio. They the people that ran it before us did a great job of renovating it. It was very cool it on was the cool. inside. It was neat, yeah, yeah. It's not like people think when you say coffee house. It's not like a room no. You had some house. rooms. Yeah. You had a big yeah. warehouse yeah. space, yeah. and it was only yeah. twelve minutes from the house, which yeah. was great. Yeah. Um, Brad had always had dreams of having a production company in downtown Wilmington. And if anyone listening to this has not been to downtown Wilmington, our beaches are great, but our downtown is amazing. Oh, it's super. Wilmington is cool. Wilmington is cool everywhere, really. But the downtown is fantastic. Uh, It's just got that quaint old look Mm -hmm. with all the different houses and the brick roads and you know it's just southern charm yeah it's it's Mm -hmm. really charming it's it's something then you got the river and then you got the ocean and you got the intercoastal canal Mm -hmm. i mean you can't beat wilmington and i'm gonna i'm gonna brag on um wilmington a bit more the people in wilmington are unbelievable and so you have people that have lived there their whole lives they're amazing and then so many people are transplants where they have like chosen to live in wilmington so they are just like beside themselves happy to be there uh, we have the hardest working crew, salt of the earth, and a lot of people will talk about, and Wendy, you're in the film industry, you know, so many people talk about how cutthroat it is, mm-hmm. and I feel, I ex- get to experience in Wilmington a lot of people building each other up, Yes, because our theory is when one of us is succeeding, we're all succeeding because right. we are a creative community you know, when the tide rises, all the boots rise with it. So well, you certainly have the same good. deal, don't you, Wendy? I, mean, I uh, do, in you Charlotte. You guys cooperate uh, all the time. Absolutely. Uh, t- tell us a little bit about that, just briefly. Just briefly, in Charlotte, uh, I'm a location scout, and there are, you know, I can, I can name probably five other really good location scouts. 
we help each other all the time. We don't yeah. compete for jobs. If someone gets busy, they'll pass off a job to someone else. Or if something's looking, someone's looking for something really unique, just put it on email chain and all these ideas start popping in. So I love how collaborative it is. And yeah. I think that is beneficial of the small market. You know, you don't have a whole lot of crew, but everyone who's there is super talented mm-hmm. and has each other's back. So it's not yeah. like LA or New York. Right. Yeah. Right. And one of our favorite things as a company is when we have a client approach us and we rarely get to work in Wilmington. We go anywhere around the globe for our work. We've just chosen to have Wilmington be our home base but we love it when a client comes to us and we talk them into oh we could do that at Wilmington Mm -hmm. and I'll go on a quick tangent that just I think is a great story so Michelin Tire wanted a commercial where they wanted to play up that their tires are all weather so they wanted green grass and then they wanted snow and then they wanted rain and they were going to shoot it in LA and we're like oh no we can accomplish all of that in Wilmington for half your budget and the the guy on the phone asked Brad, you mean you have green grass in January? He's like, of course we do. Oh, no. And then the call, Brad hung up and then he came out of his office like, everyone, get in your cars, find green grass. Oh. <laughs> and there there is green grass in Wilmington, yeah, just that, that not everywhere. Out, that turned out to be a great that turned out to be really a great shoot. I mean, you had, we were talking about the river, and you had every part of Wilmington in there. It was yeah. really good. But wait a minute, we're getting off okay. the subject, so I want you to tell us about the building and how y'all started doing that, you know. Okay, so 2017, we knew we had to leave the coffee shop we were renting because it was being sold. So we're like, okay, let's find a brick and mortar building that is our own. So we started looking around and we, we had a realtor that, that was great. And, and this is the, the serendipity of life. We had right. just done a real estate video for a local company <laughs> and met someone and, you know, had a great yeah. connection with him. And, and next thing you know, we're, you know, he's our realtor. So he really knew us and our needs. And Brad has always wanted to have an, an office downtown, but there's no parking. And then this building came up for sale that had a grass lot next to it, which is just unheard of, unheard of in in downtown Wilmington. So we we walk in, and it just has this gorgeous natural light because there's just windows everywhere. And Brad's like, oh, my gosh, the natural light. And I was and I was looking around like, oh my gosh, the man. this is going to take. <laughs> we don't know what we're doing. This was a, a project. A, this was a 1912 grocery Nin- store. 1903. 1903 mm. grocery store uh, that had kind of gone to seed, and you guys had to restore everything. And Alex and Annie and all of y'all worked at it. And yeah, so um, I was terrified. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Brad was excited. You're terrified. That's the way it usually is in your life. <laughs> so you, it, if anyone listening works with their spouse, like if you make it work, you find this balance. Mm-hmm. And so I have a great deal of trust in Brad 
even if it scares me. His nickname is Lightning. My nickname is Turtle. <laughs> <laughs> we got that. We got that. We got we that. Play the cards playing, together. <laughs> playing uh, spades together. Yeah. And uh, Wendy and Andrew were turtles and brethren. Oh, yeah. Very cautious. <laughs> yes. Time. Calculated and cautious and slow. And But, um, gosh, if, if my life had been up to me... Who knows? I, I probably would have barely crossed. Like, I, I would just have started across the start line. I mean, oh, my goodness. So, so I don't know. I, I, I continue to have a lot of faith in Brad's hunches because if you look over his life, like, his hunches usually lead you in the right direction, but they take guts. Mm-hmm. <laughs> guts yeah. guts yeah. and grit. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and, and what's interesting is... Uh, going back to being a small business owner, my parents taught me a lot of how to be a good employee, not really employer, but like an employee, which is, you know, work hard, honesty, integrity, be punctual. Like, and so, um, so I, I grew up with parents that instilled um, the meaning of grit and integrity. And you need that as business owners. So anyway, we get this building, and I'm terrified, and it takes us two years to renovate it. Um, Alex and Annie were a big part of the demolition. Wow. Yeah, I didn't sign them up for after-school activities that year. It's like, Mm. we are going to take down boards and pull out nails and knock down walls. And um, Alex, to this day, and I hope you get to do a podcast with him sometime, he will say, that's when he discovered he was a hard worker. Mm, it yeah, wasn't yeah. easy, but he he enjoyed it. Um, and ever since then, he really has enjoyed manual labor. And he was little. I think, I mean, she was probably like 10. Yeah. Um, and when I see pictures of her, I can't believe I had her in this building that was like falling wow. apart where she could have fallen. She was like oh. lifting up like 12-foot boards <laughs> and stacking them and crying and like, you know, so... Um, so again, when someone in your family owns a small business, the whole Everyone's family a becomes a part but of it. Let me say something about that building now. That building is absolutely gorgeous. I mean, it is incredible. If anybody gets a chance, well, I guess you don't want to come see the line. Oh, of the we, no, we, it, we love it is people. unbelievable building. Uh, all the decorations, the film decorations you put in there. You have some old pictures of the grocery store that you blew up. Mm. Uh, you know, it's just really neat. It's really historic. It's, you know, yeah, very historic and, and very kept contemporary, too. I mean, you yeah. know, and you got all this tons of equipment and just unbelievable yeah. uh, place. I want to bring this around full circle. Something you said at the beginning about how your mission was to help the community how do you do that with Lighthouse? Because I see it, and I want people to know how you do that. So it really, we had been doing it in dribs and drabs, but with no intention. And then there was something about having this brick-and-mortar building where it's like, okay, we, I guess we're adults now. We are part of the community. We moved into the North Forth community of Wilmington. It's it's up-and-coming. Um part of Wilmington. However, you could walk one block any direction around us, there's a lot of low-income families and um, amazing families that love the north side of Wilmington. Um, There's a lot of community in that area, and we moved in not knowing any of it. And this is a, a, 
a tangent we won't go into, but anyone listening to this should really look into the insurrection of 1898 that occurred in Wilmington, North Carolina. Right. And the first mm. shots happened right on the corner of Harnett and Forth. That's where our building mm. is located. So our building was not there at the time, but our building is at that mm. dark piece of history. Yeah. And I, you know, we bought this building um, and we're very ignorant. We had not studied our city's history. And I found out about that history halfway into renovating the building, and I was like, Brad, I can't do it. This is this is too heavy. And and we obviously got on the other side of that, and what we realized was, okay, we can be a light on this corner that mm-hmm. has so much darkness. And you were saying maybe you don't want people to come <laughs> by. Like one of our themes, I tell every single intern and employee that we hire – uh, we want every single person that walks through that door to feel welcome and at home immediately. Please greet them. It doesn't matter if they are a director from L.A. that has stopped in for a visit or they are Clegg's spraying for termites. We Please make eye contact. Please offer, offer them something to drink. Get to know their names. Like, make them feel welcomed. And so that's what we're trying to do um, in our Tell company. Tell about the film thing that you just recently did. Oh, which one? Well, I mean, no, the, the, the one where you had a film outside. Oh, yeah. To... So so we are really trying to become a part of Northside. You know, we still feel like we are so new to that community. There, there are people that have been there for so long. And so we... Um, Brad had this idea one day during COVID. He was like, I really would like to have people come sit on the lawn, families from mm-hmm. our community, and watch a movie together, um, just like Sullivan's Travels. Right. Like, what we need is just laughter mm-hmm. and to escape together. <laughs> yes. And that's what builds community. Yeah. And I was like, Brad, I love it. I will not do it during COVID. You know, so we waited two years, and, and we right. just had it um, last two weekends ago. And we put out tons of flyers, and we had a lot of nonprofits in the area talking about it. And we had 100 people show up, and we're oh, going to do it great. again. We, we hope to have 200 people show up. And you had uh, popcorn for Yeah, we had popcorn and, and water. And bread, and or somebody grilled something. Or. The next time, well, so we had a food truck. And yep. then we decided, you know what, we don't want anyone to have to spend any money. Yep. Um, because a lot of people couldn't afford the food truck when they found, found out that it was like $8 to have a meal. And so we're like, we don't want anyone to spend any money. So we're going to team up with Lowe's Foods. And they're nice. a big supporter of North Carolina. Yes. Um, events and we're gonna grill um, hot dogs. Next time. Oh, good! <laughs> and Brad's like, and I want to be the person grilling. Feed the community. That's great. Yeah. yeah that's great. I also, before yeah. we wrap up, I want to hear about um, the one minute. Um, yeah series that you're doing? Sure, sure. So um, we are in the process of trademarking this idea, so I can't disclose too much, but really the next phase of Lighthouse is we really want to use our God-given talents. And when I say we, I'm talking about our entire team. We have unbelievable employees and we all, we have these amazing talents, um, a wide variety of talents. And it it just feels like it's our moral obligation to use them for good. And so we are trying to tell inspiring stories. We'll start off in our region, but we're hoping that this is something that will stretch the globe. 
where we can tell inspiring stories in a minute. Right. Oh, that's great. That's, mm-hmm. that's really good. Stay tuned for more well, on yeah, that. Well, yes. Andrew, yeah. we want to have you back because I want you to, we didn't even get into this. Uh, my plan was for you to talk about what it's like to manage a business, a small business, and we didn't even get into that. So we're going we'll to have, have a part have you, two. We'll have to have yeah. a part two, yeah. Andrew, I would love that. You are wonderful hosts. You did so good, Andrew. And uh, Wendy, thank you for getting me on subject again. And um, That's my job here. <laughs> <laughs> Reel them back in. <laughs> and uh, we'll see y'all next time. Thank you, Andrea. Thank, thank you. you. Andrew. Thank you. That was fun. <laughs>